Welcome back to Practicing Catholic. Next up, it's time for a cup of joe. And who doesn't like a good cup of joe? I'm drinking one right now. But of course, I'm not talking about regular coffee. I'm talking about the Archdiocesan series of 10 talks by 10 theologians on the 10 wonders of St. Joseph. Your barista for the next Cup of Joe coming up Tuesday, April 6th is Dr. Deborah Savage, Professor of Philosophy and Theology at the St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity and the University of St. Thomas. And she joins us today. Dr. Savage, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very good to have you with us. All right. So how did you first hear about the Cup of Joe series? Uh, from an email from Father Margavitus, and he invited me to do this and had had me in mind for the spiritual father one in particular because he of my did. work on the masculine genius. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask specifically if you were given your choice or if you were, uh, you were kind of already fit into a slot there, it sounds like. Well, that was what he had in mind. And, you know, I said, okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. The timing isn't so good for me because I have five talks coming up, but, but that's okay. I'm glad to talk about St. Joseph. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, good. We're, we're pleased that you said yes. And uh, having heard you speak a number of times, I know that uh, people who tune in will not be disappointed. So why should we see St. Joseph as our spiritual father? What does this title tell us about him in particular? Yeah, well, first you have to understand what a father is. And of course, this is the challenge of our time. Um, uh, Joseph will do precisely what a regular father does, except on a spiritual level. And that means he protects, he, he leads the family, he provides, he shares his wisdom, he models certain certain types of behavior he models manliness for jesus and f just as a father would for his sons um and so uh one of the things that i one of the images i really like from this book that father tom gave us uh, by don father don calloway is the image of the cloak that um jesus uh, joseph put his cloak over the over the holy family in the escape from egypt and that um he says that joseph is willing and and ready to put his cloak of protection over us and i think especially these days knowing that there's a a strong and real man around is really a blessing you know someone who can protect us from so many different uh, fears and challenges we have so many these days. So I think, I think Father, um, I think uh, St. Joseph really is a saint for our time and for lots of reasons that I could talk about, but, but the, that would, those would be my opening thoughts. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Very good. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, yeah, as you mentioned, this is a challenging time. It's a challenging time in many ways, but specifically for uh, men and for, in their roles as husbands and fathers and and I'm just wondering if you can just lay out for us some of the things that you see as some of the main things that are rising up as challenges to men. What are some of the things uh, that are tearing away at, at manlyhood and, and the idea of that oh, in our world today? Yeah. Oh, how much time do we have again? <laughs> men, men are really under attack in our culture in many ways. I mean, um, I don't know if you've heard about this um move afoot to declare that toxic that traditional masculinity any form of masculinity as we normally would understand that you know for anything from opening doors to women to 
lifting heavy objects to going to war and <laughs> saving people from floods or, or just right. earning a living. All those things are are now falling under the rubric of toxic. This is these are forms of toxic masculinity, and it's such a dangerous uh, th- uh, movement or or thought ideology. Because the truth is that if it weren't for men, we'd still be living in caves. You know that they they are uh, absolutely the the male of the species is responsible for the fact that civilizations were preserved and advanced, and that the 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 families were protected and flourished. If it weren't for men, really, we we wouldn't be here today. I certainly wouldn't be here talking to you. You know, I'd be um, I don't know, working. I'd be gathering chickens or eggs or something. You know, so it's um. I think w- what we really owe men is not ridicule, which is mostly what they get, but profound gratitude. So fathers that go to work every day, fathers, even if the wife works, it doesn't mean the wife can't work. I'm not talking about that. But the men in our lives who do so much to ensure that their children and their their families are preserved and healthy and flourishing, that really deserves our gratitude. Yes. Mm. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I can say more, you but don't, you, know, you know how I am. No, that's fine. You don't. <laughs> You're right. You don't hear that very much anymore. You don't. You don't hear yeah. that uh, men deserve gratitude. That I, it even sounds strange to my ears. And you know, I I oh, live in a lot of church-based settings. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. No, it's it's really a- true. And I g- give my talks on the masculine genius. Everyone is first of all surprised that to hear that there is one, and also very touched by the idea that maybe men deserve gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. All right. So let's talk specifically about spiritual fatherhood. What does that mean, spiritual fatherhood? Yes. Well, um, I want to start with very briefly making a comment about Mary in relation to Joseph. This, I think, will give us a clue. Because people kind of think that Joseph was just an afterthought. But if you think about who Mary was, you have to realize that Joseph and Mary would have recognized something in each other. When Mary first encounters Joseph, or when Joseph asks him asks her to, to marry him, I guess, or even before that, she's already consecrated herself to God. This is how we understand the, the, the narrative. And Joseph would have recognized that in her. In fact, that would have been the thing that attracted him to her. He recognized the deep holiness, the relationship with God that she already enjoyed, and that's what he wanted. So a spiritual father is definitely someone who wants for us to arrive at that state of holiness. They aren't just interested in making sure we eat well <laughs> or that we have clothes on our back. Those are all, those are like the basics. They they really are, inter- a spiritual father is someone who really cares about your spiritual well-being, about your soul, and is attracted to that and wants more of it for you. So, um, you know, it's it's a matter of prayer, of course, but if you listen carefully and you pray to St. Joseph, you can feel his protective mantle descend on you. You can feel his hope for you. He's your spiritual father. He, he really is because um, he wasn't... Um, some people, you know, people want to call him a foster father and that works just fine, but he was literally the husband of Mary. 
and literally the human father of Jesus. He gave Jesus his name. He took him to the temple to have him be circumcised. He, he did all the things that a normal fa natural father would do. Uh, and Mary and, and uh, Joseph had a had a uh, an intimate relationship in the sense of their shared chastity. The, it's not consummation of the marital act that proves a love. It's the um, consent to the relationship that proves their love. And they're, they're, so, so that the Holy Family really is a, a represent on an analogous level the Trinity, the way in which the, the the persons of the Trinity interact with each other, proceed from one another, and so on. And you can't really understand that analogy without understanding Joseph. So all those things are invoked <laughs> when you start to think about who really Joseph was and and ask for his intervention um, and so on. I mean, you know, I, I think it's really important to realize that when they met, Mary would have recognized him, something in him. She, you know, he wasn't the gardener. He wasn't just some random guy that she said, okay, I guess I need a father. I better get one quick. There's one. No, <laughs> it was it was really an, an encounter of the most profound kind. I mean, think about it. Mary is without sin. And she sees Joseph and and says yes to him. You can be sure that Joseph had similar qualities like recognizes like, you know, so um, he doesn't have the same power or place in the incar in the incarnation, but he has a place. Uh, St. John Paul II says in his letter on Joseph, Redemptor's Custos, which I recommend, that Joseph is actually there in the, in the resurrection because the incarnation and the resurrection are all part of the same eternal act. So you can't, he's not just there and then he disappears when he's no longer needed. He's really present in in the life of the Holy Family from start to finish. Yeah. It yeah, sounds to a, me like... He's uh, powerful. It, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, it sounds to me like that if, uh, if, if we invite St. Joseph in, well, just what you were saying there, that he's powerful, we might uh, get more than we bargained for in a good way. Um, there's so much oh, that he yeah. has to yeah. give in terms of his example and and uh, everything that he has lived through right yes i think in particular men um need to move turn toward him more uh, john paul ii is fascinated by two features of of saint joseph the first is his work ethic and his silence and the fact that Joseph says nothing to Pope John Paul II is more eloquent than all the words he could have said. Because what he does is he gets to work, and he he doesn't say much, but he accepts. He he makes of himself a a, um, a complete self oblation is how John Paul II understands Saint Joseph. He makes of himself an oblation to the 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 life of Christ to this mission that he's been given and i my my view of fathers and husbands is that that's what they do that they are self-sacrificing heroes with courage and um strength and then the but women also can listen to saint joseph because the father's job is to help the child understand what cardinal scola says in nuptial mystery the law of exchange the mother introduces the child to the law of gratuity, the sense of unconditional love, and that's always her role. The father's job is to introduce the child 
to the law of exchange. And that is this notion that you don't get anything for free. You have to work for your, your living. You have to work to become who you're meant to be. You have to, the father's job is to encourage the child to face the world without fear. And I think um, that's particularly important these days for women to, to really feel empowered is an overused word. I don't particularly like it, but to, to feel supported in their own, um, in the challenges that women face. I mean, there's a lot going on for all of us. Uh, and so, um, but what I've found is that St. Joseph helps me not to take things too personally. <laughs> If you know what I mean, that's what women tend to do, right? They men are men to me anyway. My experience, men are simply more impartial because, in some ways, they actually don't care. <laughs> Whereas women take things personally because we care so much. We care for we we want people to like us, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to also be able to stand up in ourselves and be fully human beings, women, but fully human beings with skills and capacities that we get to exercise in the surface, service of our families, the service of humankind. And St. Joseph, it feels like St. Joseph gives me a backbone, frankly. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. I so. love that. Yeah. Well, let's hit the details about uh, Cup of Joe, just so everybody's aware. This is Dr. Okay. Deborah Savage speaking on St. Joseph yeah. as our spiritual father. Uh, these virtual talks will be posted on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram during the Year of St. Joseph and on the Year of St. Joseph page. Uh, and it's going to happen Tuesday, April 6th, 4 p.m., but then the video will remain up so people can go back and watch and listen later. Dr. Savage, only about a minute remaining, but I did want to ask you, you've mentioned some of the ways that St. Joseph has already been an influence in your own life. Um, any particular devotions or encounters with St. Joseph that you've had that you can just briefly share that have been profoundly meaningful to you? Oh, well, um, certainly in my interactions with Maddie, my daughter, who is now 18, I never thought it would happen, but there it is. Um, his, uh, his silent advice um, has helped me to and the, the moms in the audience will maybe benefit from this in particular, to um, turn to my husband for, because there are certain things only the dad can do and say, or when the dad says them, they mean something rather more dramatic than when the mom says it. I don't know why, you know. Uh, well, actually, I kind of do. <laughs> but... Um, I think I I seem to try to, as many women do, I try to sort of figure it all out on my own. But I've recognized, I recognized some years ago, really, St. Joseph showed me that what I need to do sometimes is call on my husband and, and, and sh um, see for myself that this is a moment when when he my, Andrew is needed, when my husband is needed. This is a dad moment. <laughs> and to um, feel absolutely... Um, in, almost insistent that uh, I can't I can't handle this particular problem or issue or event or whatever as well as you could honey could you please intervene and um, I think that would be one of the things I've learned from paying attention to what St. Joseph is trying sure. to tell me in his sure. in his silent way yeah yes that's right and it's amazing how much his silence does speak isn't it 
Well, Dr. Savage, we, we are so grateful that you were able to join us here for Practicing Catholic. We look forward to hearing your talk on Joseph is Our Spiritual Father on Tuesday, April 6th. God bless you and all the work that you're doing. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Wow. Well, we're going to head into our next break. Coming up, Dr. Johan von Paris and the at from the Basilica on journeying and suffering with Jesus through the stations of the cross. Stay with us. Stay with us.